0: Welcome to the Discovery Nutrition Podcast. I'm Nathan Baldwin. I'm a dietitian and a specialist in helping people overcome the emotional and behavioral struggles that usually hold them back from long term changes. In this podcast, we explore rediscovering the joy with food again, moving away from a diet mentality, and working with these negative emotions to help create a meaningful life that you love. So welcome to the first podcast. Uh, I'm not too sure how great the quality this is going to be, so I apologize in advance. I think in the intro there we had a bird outside hooting, but that's all good. Um, So I want to let you know a little bit about myself, and then we want to get into today's topic. So today I'm going to be talking about good, bad foods. Uh, The benefits of that, but very much the negatives of how that really impacts us day to day, how that impacts us reaching our goals, um, and how we can flip that on its head to start getting some long-term changes for ourselves. Um, So thanks very much for joining me. I'm Nathan Baldwin. I'm a dietitian in Brisbane, Australia. Um, Some of you might know me on Instagram. I've previously uh, had Dude Food Health and Nutrition with Nathan. But I'm just focusing on my private practice now, which is Discovery Nutrition. So on Instagram, you can find me at discovery underscore nutrition. Um, My big passions are really helping clients find their long-term solutions by really going through and figuring out what are the behaviors and emotions that consistently come up in this person's life to really stop their progress. Majority of people that I see Um, they've done diets before and they've done diets that have worked for a short period of time, but every single time something eventually comes up where that diet stops and their health goes backwards again. This is really consistent with a lot of the research that's coming out now, uh, particularly looking at things like the health at every size movement, uh, which is showing that diets don't work for majority of people. For some, they do, Um, but for majority of people, they go on a diet, they get results, and then at some stage, they stop doing those things, or whatever they were doing stops working for them, and they go backwards to where their um, health initially was, and majority of the time actually gets worse than when they started. So this is just showing that looking at those diet mentalities, it's not helpful for most people. It's not the best solution. And um, certainly for myself, I I couldn't uh, really be going through that with clients anymore because knowingly providing something which isn't going to work, which is probably going to end up making their life worse in the long term. That's, that's not something that I believe in and not something that I want to um, be continuing anymore. I've certainly done it in the past, but A lot of the training um, and things that I've done since then has led me to a place where I I really enjoy working with people doing what I do and the results we can create for them. But that's enough about my work. Um, I'm 24 years old. I'm recently engaged, so very, very happy time in my life. Um, My partner's name's India. We've got our little dog, Ted, so he's about a year and a half. Um, He's a beautiful little border collie, so... Full of energy and runs all day. He loves his Frisbee and his ball. Um, and, oh, what about me? I'm a big soccer fan, so if anyone watches um, the English Premier League. I like Chelsea, don't hold it against me. Um, the occasional video game. I'm Italian, so big lover of food. Um, my my fiancé will tell you that I'm the pickiest person in the world when it comes to pasta, but that's just because we know how to do pasta best. <laughs> No, that's terribly conceited. Um, yeah, I grew up um, not too far from Brisbane, a um, bit more country. So I love getting out into nature, um, hikes, uh, the occasional bit of photography, really getting out into nature and doing something that's artistic, something that's fun and just a bit different. That's, that's really what I live for. And that's another reason why I started my business, because that's the lifestyle that it helps me provide for myself um i've tried doing the monday to friday nine to five but it just wasn't for me um so i like to think i'm a bit unique with all this stuff i think i come from a pretty bizarre standpoint sometimes but i hope throughout listening to the podcast you get to know me a little bit better as well as the messages that i believe are really fundamental to helping improve uh, either your life or someone that you know, so whether you 're a dietitian listening to this, and maybe it 's giving you some food for thought for clients, or whether you 're um, someone else 's client or someone else 's prospective client, uh, this could be something really good for you to take on board but that 's enough about me for now um, let 's jump into today 's message um, so today, as I said, I want to talk about good and bad foods now. This is something which we've all been guilty of at one point in time and most people still do um, just because a lot of the time it's what we're told to do from growing up. It's, um, you know, fruit and veggies are good and chocolate and lollies are bad. Sorry, I'm just gonna close the window. So this is things that are really, really ingrained in us and no matter whether, um, you know, you're a six-year-old child um, or whether you 're a sixteen year old adult, if someone puts a food full of um, oh, sorry a table full of food in front of you you 're more than likely going to be able to guess each food with extreme accuracy as to which one is typically healthy, which one is unhealthy, so which one 's good, which one 's bad now this is something that we carry through with this because it 's something that everyone 's taught but there's a lot of issues that actually come out with this, particularly when it comes to people trying to change their health for the better. Um, and this, this really leads into a diet's mindset. Um, the trouble with it is these follow really rigid rules and a lot of people actually, they're very rigid and critical of themselves. Whereas these rules, as I'm about to explain, are in extremely flexible, And therefore, they don't actually service a purpose going forward and they actually service negatively, which I'll talk about. So the easiest way that I like to think of it is, as I said, the rules are always very rigid. This is good for us or this isn't good for us. But the tricky thing is, is the flexibility that comes for each and every single person. The, The easiest way that I like to think about it is a piece of cake. A piece of cake on your birthday, there will be very few people that say that piece of cake is bad. You shouldn't be eating that. Even on your birthday, it's bad. You shouldn't be eating it. Whereas if it was just your typical Monday, people would say, "Well, no, you definitely shouldn't be eating it. Whereas on your birthday, it's it's your birthday. It's good to have your cake. It's good for your mental health. Again, it's not looking at the food just as the calories or the sugar or whatever else it might be. It's saying, well, more holistically, it's better for you then. Now, this flexibility on the rules becomes really, really confusing because a lot of times people, um, they get into the habit of being too flexible with it, which leads to a lot of confusion. But when we're too rigid as well, this is where we start to make ourselves feel like crap. So if you say... um, You know, it's a Monday afternoon and you you do end up eating cake. Um, You know, you might have just had a bad day and you felt like it and that's totally fine. But because of this rigid mentality, you're telling yourself, well, I shouldn't have done that. That's a bad food. It's not taking me to where I want to be. And if anyone can empathize with this situation whatsoever, I'm sure you can understand some of the feelings that might come up for that person that's telling themselves these messages. So, I mean, just off the top of my head, we've got things like guilt. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Shame. It's, oh, you know, you're, you're trying to get healthy. Why would you eat that piece of cake? You're a failure. You shouldn't have done it. You've ruined all your progress. Why bother at all? Um, and just all these really, really negative messages. Now, as a once-off, look, it's probably not going to have a big impact on you. But majority of people... With this rigid mentality, these are the messages that are coming up time and time again. Now, when you're trying to improve your health, there's a good chance it's not just one thing we have to fix up. It's several things that we're looking to change to try lead you towards a lifestyle that is more conducive to the person that you want to become. Now, when there's heaps of these messages to change, then there's heaps of these negative things that we're telling ourselves saying... You've been doing this wrong this whole time you've been eating these bad foods or doing these bad things and therefore each and every single one of these things is bringing up those negative emotions that we just talked about the guilt the shame the uh, sense of failure and all these negative messages do you think they're going to help support us long term or are they going to break us down now of course the answer to that is they're going to break us down if you're know you sitting with a person and all they tell you is how lousy a friend, a partner, a family member or whatever you are, you're not going to want to be with that person. That person's going to make you very, very upset because at some point you're either going to lose it with them or you're going to start to believe it. Now, we can't get rid of this person in our heads. This is something that's always there and that's important to realize. Every person has those demons. It's really just how we learn to react with that. That's a different part. But we can't get rid of these negative messages. And when we start feeding into this diet mentality, the rigid rules saying this is good, this is bad, you should do this, you shouldn't do that, then this really starts to break us down. And when we're looking at your typical diet mentality, i always like to say an eight-week challenge. You can be so good for that eight weeks, but Come the end of it, you've been juggling all these new behaviors, doing all these things that you're not used to doing. And because of how it's designed, come the end of that eight weeks, you are so exhausted from doing all these new things, doing them so often and doing them from a place of, I'm not good enough and I need to change myself. Come the end of that eight weeks, all you want to do is push those behaviors that make you feel like you're not good enough and all those negative messages that come with those to the back of your mind and say, look, the eight week challenge is done, I don't wanna do it anymore, I've reached my goal, whatever, I wanna stop. Now, this is a great example of how, when we stop these things, then our, I suppose our health goes backwards again. You know, if you're eating lots of less calories, you're eating a lot more nutrients, you're exercising 10 times more than you ever have before, good chances are yes, on that eight week challenge, you will get some results. But again, are you interested in something that's gonna make you thin? And to be completely frank, thin is not a good measure of health. There's a lot of very thin people, and this isn't even including uh, people who go to the extent of anorexia and bulimia and things like that. There's a lot of thin people who are extremely unhappy and not particularly healthy, so that's important to know. But as I say, you can try to become this thin person for this short while, but would you rather do that than go backwards again and probably even become worse than where you started? Or would you try to do something that's kind to your body and is gonna set you up for long-term health and long-term happiness? Um, You know, for a lot of people, it's almost like trying to tell the forest from the trees it's like it all isn't one the same thing and you know as we've discussed it's not because a lot of people they drop the balls it's it's a natural thing to do because it's difficult doing those type of things and the science shows that like majority of people go backwards so i suppose the point i'm trying to get to with this is having these rigid mentalities, bringing up these negative feelings, and then acting on what those negative feelings are really telling us with the narratives they provide is really what drives the behaviors that are taking us away from where we wanna be. Every single thing that we do is a choice. A lot of people don't recognize some of the choices that we make, but even getting dressed for work or going out in public you don't think about it, but that's a choice. Now, most people will say, yeah, but that's an easy choice. It's an automatic choice. Well, when you break down every single thing that you have to do to actually wear clothes in public, it's not quite as easy as it sounds. It's buying clothes, spending money, having to work to get the money for clothes. It's wearing them. It's washing them. It's ironing them. It's making sure you're hanging them out on a sunny day. It's bringing them in folding them sorting them it's hanging them up it's choosing what you want to wear it with but you know every single person says oh it's an easy decision but every single thing that you have to get there I mean if I asked the majority of you to say who likes doing the washing you know we have to do it but I doubt there's very few people that say that they enjoy doing it and it just goes to show that all these things that actually go into you know, getting us to wear clothes, they're not an easy thing to do, but we choose to do it because it's important enough. Every single thing that we do is a choice and this includes um, things like when we're choosing to do behaviors that are taking us away from the person that we wanna become. Now, I wanna be completely empathetic here. This isn't easy to just flip and change your behaviors. Knowing that everything's a choice, that doesn't make some choices particularly easy Some choices are really, really hard, particularly if they're ingrained things that have been apart with you for years and years and years. The tricky thing with this is knowing how to break away from the things that are controlling you and leading you towards those negative behaviors. So something that I wanna go through now is a few quick tips on how you can start to really break yourself away from what's driving those decisions for you and making the decision that's leading towards the person that you want to become that little bit easier. So the first thing that we need to do is acknowledge when your feelings or your emotions or your thoughts or whatever have taken over your behavior. Now, this isn't a particularly easy thing to do and most people, you're just flat out not going to be able to do it at least to get started. The easiest way to figure out when this has happened is when the behavior is actually happening. So when you're halfway through devouring that block of chocolate because you've had a shit day, this is a key point for you to say, "Ah, oh, yeah, I've been hooked. It's happened. I've been triggered. My emotions have taken over. Whatever, Whatever you want to call it. When you're doing these moves that are taking you away from where you want to be, this is the first point for us to start making some um, active changes. So what you have to do when you notice that you're doing these away moves is take some time to think why it occurred. Now, as I said, you know, it's something like the block of chocolate in mind, just been a shit day. You can't just say, oh, it's been a shit day and that's why you need to figure out why. What was it in the shit day? How did that make me feel? What did I tell myself? So you need to really get into the nitty gritty of that. Now, I say the most effective thing for my clients just to get us started is just to start writing in a journal, in your phone. It doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter what you write. You just need to start writing. I say to all of them, it's, you know, perfectly okay if you start writing and, you know, the first few sentences, are uh, sentences rather, uh, I don't know why I'm writing this. Nathan says it's good. Nathan says it's helpful. I think it's a crock of shit, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. Blah, blah, blah. I got to work early. Food was prepared. It was really tasty. I was really looking forward to it. Then I got this email, rah, rah, rah. And then you start going down this rabbit hole and, you know, eventually it's going to end up, oh, and then I got a text from my brother saying um, something about mum, And I was just so furious that he would say that to me. And then we can start to figure out what is like the key cause of what's led you to that behavior, to the chocolate, whatever it might be. Um, And then it's saying, well, in that moment, how did that make me feel? What did I tell myself? You know, our brains can be extremely horrible things to us sometimes. Um, You know, a great example is someone that wants to lose weight their brain's going to be really nasty and tell them how fat they are a lot of the time. Now, some people will sit there and say, oh, well, it's true. And look, the truth is subjective. It all comes down to what we think of ourselves. But when you can start to look at what your brain's saying, how that's making you feel, that's where you can start to take some steps down the track. So once you know what's going on, Then all you need to do is think, what are some committed actions that I can take to combat either those thoughts, combat the behavior, or just really start to wind them back. So, for instance, when we are, you know, say you get that text from your brother saying that you're not looking after your mother properly or something like that. And that makes you extremely angry. It might be, um, let's go down a rabbit hole here. Say you get that, you feel very angry, you feel frustrated, you feel confused and misunderstood. Then we dig a little bit deeper into that and say that's bringing back messages of, oh, you're a bad son, you're not good enough. Um, you know, a lot of these messages can come up. When these messages come up, that's where we need to say, okay, this is that you're not good enough story again. What have I done in the past that's helped me deal with that? So I feel really upset and angry right now. What have I done in the past that's helped me deal with my anger? That would be taking me towards the person that I want to be. I could go and eat chocolate. That always makes me feel better. But that would be taking me away from the person that I want to be. So some things I could do is maybe go and exercise. I could maybe talk to family or friends or even a professional to help me go through those mental processes so that I can deal with this more effectively. I could do some mindfulness. I could do some meditation. I could go play with the dog. I could go to the beach. Now, it's going to be different for every single person, but you need to A, get down to the core of what are these emotions that I'm feeling, where did they come from, and what are the things that I tell myself, and then figuring out what are the moves that I could take instead of the away moves that I was taking so that I can implement them next time to be starting to take myself towards the person that I want to be. This committed action is really, really difficult. Most people don't, they, they're not open to being vulnerable with their feelings and being honest with themselves. Um, I have a, trouble, a lot of trouble with um, men in particular because even from a societal point of view, we're brought up being told that being emotional is vulnerable and it's weak. If you see a man crying that it's weak. If a man tells you that he's sad and he's really upset, that it's weak, that it's feminine, that it's whatever. They all have these negative connotations. But even for women as well, I work with a lot of women who are high up in a corporate setting and to cry would be a show of weakness and they can't do that in their work or at least they feel they can't. So being vulnerable is really what helps us to break down these emotions and the behaviors that they lead us to do because down the track these are the things that really break down the towards moves that we're doing these are the things that stop us continuing a behavior long term because we're not able to deal with them appropriately we're constantly in a battle and when we can't deal with them and as i said our brain has no short of these terrible things that it can tell us so when we're not properly equipped for that battle for that struggle for that conversation with our brain then it's going to win every single time it's going to beat us down so to recap we need to acknowledge what feelings are going on um, define what those away moves are that you take as a first step to figure out when you're hooked uh, then really take some time to figure out, well, why, why did this happen? What are the emotions that come up? What are the, the messages that I tell myself? And what are some things that I could do that are going to take me more towards the person that I want to become? What are the things that I can do to not have, let those emotions have as great a hold on me? It's not a simple exercise and it is confronting, but these are the important things that we have to do and the committed action that we have to take to try to get on top of our emotions, our behaviors, and create some long-term change. Uh, guys, that's all I've got for today. So this was talking about good and bad foods, the rigid nature that they set up that they set us up for, and the defeating messages that they provide. And then we've gone through some quick tips on how you can start to break down those negative messages and really get on top of the things that are gonna help serve you for a long-term change. I'll be back very soon with another episode. Um, really looking forward to getting these going down the track. So if you've got any comments or questions, or even if you just want to say, hey, please leave me a comment or send me a message on Instagram, I'd really appreciate to hear from you. Um, thanks very much for joining the Discovery Nutrition Podcast. If you want to learn some more about um, really going through these emotions and getting on top of them yourselves with some professional help, um, feel free to send me a message and I'll be glad to let you know how I can help or I'll point you in the direction of some other professionals that could as well. Thanks very much for listening to me today and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks guys, bye. Just to finish off today, I just wanted to say that All of the things that we go through in this podcast, they're educational by nature and they're not done specific to the person. If you struggle with any emotions or behavioral issues, then I definitely recommend that you see a professional yourself. But I hope that the information that we go through this is, uh, as I said, informational and that you're getting something out of it each time. Thanks very much for listening.